So welcome to another episode of Seriously in Business. I am so excited to share with you today's episode. I've got an interview with the wonderful Kate Cashman. Kate Kate is probably, I've kind of known of Kate for a very long time, but I've only really, really just jumped in her world in the last couple of months. And she is incredible. She is a absolute gun and pro at public speaking and helping people public speak. And not just from the method of like, here's how you hold your hands and here's how you present, but actually working on the mindset of those things and getting on that deeper level of like, why do I find this hard? How can I actually, and if you're not even interested in public speaking, like still tune into this because it's really important that we share our voice, whether that's just on our Instagram stories for our business, whether that's doing a live video every now and then, or whether that your, your dream is to public speak on a stage. All of those different areas all kind of culminate. There's all the same fears that underline those things. And Kate and I chat about some really cool things around how you can um, conquer those fears, how you can build courage um, and why your voice is really, really needed. So enjoy this episode. Welcome to Seriously in Business, the podcast for all things branding, design, marketing, and business strategy for your small business. Hi, I'm your host, Jackie Norton, pro graphic designer and coach at White Deer Graphic Design. This is a podcast for small business owners, aka entrepreneurs who love to have fun and take their business seriously. We'll be diving into DIY graphic design and the crucial role it plays in building a successful business, a business that is not only your passion, but is taken seriously by the world. You'll also get to learn key branding insights from yours truly, as well as gleaning marketing strategy and business advice from epic industry experts. I've supported hundreds, if not thousands of women over the last 10 years to transform their brand and design and in doing so, helping them build successful and sustainable businesses while living the life they love. And today I get to do the same for you. Join us every week for a new episode, ready to fuel you with inspiration, equip you to thrive and get you looking seriously in business. So welcome Kate to the podcast. It is so amazing to have you. How are you going? I'm fabulous. Thank you so much for having me. You are so welcome. So for those of you who are listening to this podcast and haven't already heard of the wonderful Kate Cashman, who are you? And like, like what has been your business's journey? How have you got to this point in your life? So... Absolutely. Where I am now is not where I started. So my business is definitely one that has evolved over the last six or so years. So the business that I do, you know, that's really my sort of zone of genius is in speaker coaching. So I support entrepreneurs and executives with sharing their voice in a more courageous and authentic way. And that has been a six year journey. I actually started, you know, I trained as a coach six years ago and was working with people in a different space around rest and renewal. So I still have that really strong emphasis in my business, but that has really evolved because I was doing so much speaking. I'm also a lecturer as an academic. So I, you know, as a professional speaker, all of the time. So I was getting a lot of people asking for support in that space. And a lot of what I share is different to what a lot of public speaking trainers probably share. And so I think people just really resonated with that coaching element that supported people because so much of it's mindset, right? So the business has definitely evolved to that point through a lot of, you know, in-person events, a lot of one-on-one coaching and it's reached its next evolution where I'm, I'm going to start offering some other, you know, juicy ways to work with people as well. Uh, but that's, you know, I have a lot of, I'm, you know, I do the occasional lecture still. I have other businesses. I have a yoga studio, a toothbrush business and accommodation business. <laughs> so I, have, I do a lot of things, but the speaker coaching is my biggest passion and my biggest zone of genius. 
There's so much in there. Firstly, I can't wait to hear what you have to say in this podcast episode in terms of what we're going to be t- chatting about with with speaking. Yeah. Um, yeah. But s- s- I hold on. <laughs> so how many businesses <laughs> do you have? I love this kind of stuff. Yeah. So, okay. So as a family, my family, my six-year-old came up with an idea for a business during Plastic Free July when he was six. He's now 10. And because my husband and I were both very entrepreneurial, my husband has quite a large company um, and is the CEO and founder of that. We both sort of went, let's just show him what it takes to run with a business and just show him that if you have a great idea, you can test it and and trial and see how it goes. And so we have a toothbrush business called Tinkle Co, which was named by our son. And he didn't like the fact that his bamboo toothbrushes got yucky on the bottom when they were sitting in the toothbrush holder. So he said, why don't we design a toothbrush that stands up? So we created a subscription-based toothbrush business with him in mind. Mind you, he doesn't like to do the packing as much as he used to. Uh, so that's, you know, that's one, the accommodation is a little Airbnb cottage on our property. That's two. And I have the biggest yoga studio in Tasmania with a couple of other people. That's three and the coaching business, which is four. And my husband runs two businesses. So six between us. That's not many. So nah, you're fine. You're good. That, that's, oh that's my pretty gosh. chill. <laughs> yeah. So we have a lot of help. We have great staff in a lot of places yeah. and a lot of flexibility. So that was just life by design, business yeah. by design, emphasizing, you know, the yoga business, it's more of a strategic direction as a, as a director. Mm-hmm. So I'm not in there day to day. We have amazing staff yep. and the toothbrush business. I made my husband deal with that one. <laughs> that's fair enough. Okay. That, that's not feeling as overwhelming. And I think, I don't know. No. And it's making me feel like I've got, I've got a couple of businesses. So I guess it's, it's yeah. the same thing. But when, you, when you hear it in a list, it's like, that's pretty, um, that's pretty impressive. Um, I know. Yeah, but it's absolutely not any superpower, anything. It's really <laughs> just having great help, getting great support, yep. the accommodation, you know, great cleaners who support us. There's, and I think there's a lot to be said for getting that support in all aspects of our business, yep. how important that is to bring people on yep. um, to do things that we're not as good at. That's so a Great little nugget of wisdom. Mm. I was sitting up until like, midnight literally past midnight last night editing a video um and I'm like like I've got a, I've got a guy that I sometimes use and I'm like why didn't I get him to do this video yeah. this is like oh the payoff between money and doing it yourself is like where is the balance but when you when you when you don't have a heap of time sometimes it's money paying someone else to do it anyway absolutely and lessons learned that will stay with you forever right that is true yeah. that is true you can't yeah. get everything right first time that's a beauty of life we get to learn and change and yeah. make changes and then life changes and you've got to make different decisions that suit the different times. So definitely. definitely. Okay. So based on everything that we know about your life presently, what would an ultimate day in your life slash business look like for you? Like taking us through a day in your life that looks really cool. (laughs) Oh, well, one of my biggest focuses this year has been not to multitask as much. So Mm. what I'm really trying to do is to keep the work that I'm doing on particular days. So If I talk you through a day in my speaker coaching business, it might be that I always get up super early. Like I'm super early. I'm a so right. It's four forty. My alarm goes off. Four (laughs) forty. My alarm goes off. I have kids who are at the age now where they sleep. They're seven and ten, so they sleep in. It's hard to get them out of bed, which I never thought would ever happen. So I get up at four forty. I exercise. 
with an amazing group of people. I'm a very socially driven person. So I found a great gym with great people and I own a great yoga studio with great people. So I've got places to do that. I come back. I usually do a little bit of meditation. It's not always meditation, but it's mindfulness practice, you know, whether it's journaling, whatever, but often it's just walking in the door and starting to get ready for the day. I have small humans to get to school. So that, morning is a little, you know, I don't, I try not to start work on the days that I'm dropping them off until sort of nine 30. And then I might be talking to people uh, who think coaching, you know, might be for them uh, whether we're having initial chats, you know, complimentary chat, or some people might come to me. I've had people coming to me for intensives quite a lot lately since I've been running TEDx Hobart they're coming to me saying, I want to write a TEDx speech. I want to book an hour of your time to help write a TEDx speech, or they want to hone a skill of presenting on video, or they might want to write a keynote for their not-for-profit. So I'll often do quite a few of those throughout the days that are dedicated to this, to my coaching business. And then it's working on getting my new course, the soulful speaking method, getting that out into the world It might be going for a walk. I live in the bush in Tassie, so I'll go for a walk around the neighbourhood. I try not to sit down for too long. Uh, It might be writing, trying to do a lot of writing. So days where your kids are at school, I don't know if you find this, Jackie. I mean, your little one's not at school yet, are they? So the days are so short. If you, uh, We made the decision. I, I pared back my academic work because I really wanted to spend more time on my business and with my kids. Um, and what that actually meant was the day is so short when you don't have until 5 o'clock. So it's about having to pick that income-producing, supporting clients as absolute number one um, during the day. And then of course, school ends. I have small humans at home. I might do a bit of reading. I do a lot of reading in the afternoons because they will read around me if I'm doing it. And you know, all the stuff that goes with being a mum of two kids, food, prioritizing bedtime, getting them into bed as early as possible. (laughs) And I'm, you know, since I've been juggling a few different businesses, I haven't been particularly good at night time. I used to be really, really good at night and that's where I'd have to do a lot of my work. But since I've been getting up at 4.40 and prioritising exercise at that time of the day, I am done by about 8, 8.30. I struggle beyond that. Sometimes, you know, that's when I might do some reading. I might do a bit of planning, listing. I'll plan the next day. But usually I'm fried. By about 9 o'clock, I need sleep. Yeah, cool. Wow, that was yeah. that was really interesting. Thank you for sharing that. I've um, it was getting up at six before Miley to try to do some exercise and whatnot, uh, but then I realised it's now dark until seven, and I like going for a run, but I can't go for a run in my neighbourhood until it's light, and so now yeah. I'm like, well, maybe let's not get up until seven, and we'll just work an hour later at night. Anyway, it's a it's interesting trying to work out. Yeah, it's like different your, seasons, your, your body, yeah. and like I I need those eight hours of sleep, or it's just not gonna yep. not gonna work. Me so too. I totally understand that you are done by nine. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I just, and it's different seasons, right? When my kids were little, growing a business in all those different seasons of life, you make different decisions because of 
the commitments that you have, the sleep cycles of your, you know, small humans, it actually has to adapt and be flexible. And so I've been really gentle with that for myself over the last six, seven years, because I had literally a babe in arms when I finished my coaching course and launched the business. And when I exercised then, totally different to when I exercise now, but that had to be okay, yeah. you know, because family comes first yep. for me. And so that's just how it rolls. Yeah. No, that's really great. Yeah. That's so, so true. Yeah. Okay. Let's get into some juicy stuff now about your incredible expertise. And that's obviously around yeah. speaking and presenting and all of those different things. So I... I probably don't have a huge fear of public speaking, but I know that a lot yeah. of people do. And so mm. you will have spoken to hundreds of people around this fear. Could you give us a bit of an insight into what you've seen is the reason or why people seem to have a fear of speaking, whether it's on stages or whether it's just on video to their audience, whether it's just on Instagram stories? Like why do people have this fear of speaking? Mm. There's so many different reasons. A really common one is a fear of being seen, a fear of being judged by others. What if I don't do this perfectly as though there is an expectation that you'll be perfect, which usually is a story that needs to be reframed or a belief that needs to be reframed. But there's this expectation as well of what a great speaker is. And I put that in inverted commas because we, there, that's a really common myth about what it takes to be a great speaker. And that's something that I just don't prescribe to. So um, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't believe that there is a particular type of great speaker, but a lot of people do. And they often say, well, it's not me. Right. So if I'm not really confident on camera, that must mean I'm not a good speaker. Or if I'm not an outgoing extroverted personality I can't be a great speaker so there are all of these beliefs that people have about their personality their voice their face what they sound like what people will think that they don't know enough I deal with imposter syndrome a lot with clients because that's the source of I don't know enough to share yet whether it's in a meeting room pitching for a client or even just for sharing on a stage when secretly you know what you do is incredible and speaking is a way to share that. That's a really common one. People just don't think they know enough yet or they're not expert enough yet. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much more than just the voice and the fear of the voice and going red and being nervous. It's so much more multi-layered than that. Yeah. No, you're so right. And I can resonate with a lot of those different reasons in different, different ways. And yeah, Um, it's, it's not, yeah. Yeah, there can be a lot of self-doubt. And like you like mindset plays, you kind of mentioned this earlier, the mindset plays probably a big, the, the biggest role in all of this more than just like your content or what you're sharing. Particularly. Oh, 90% of great public speaking happens before you open your mouth. Yeah. That's what I say to everyone that I work with. And so, you know, the signature framework that I work with, with people in soulful speaking is mindset meaning and method and mindset there is an absolutely a reason why mindset is first because I can tell people and support people with writing great speeches I can support people to write to to write and present amazing presentations no matter the audience but if they don't believe in their own voice or that they don't feel like they're the right person to share then I can help them with method all they want but it's to get to the root of being able to share more often. That's in mindset. It's like with so many things, isn't it, really? And I imagine, you know, with your clients too, it's 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 this 
switch into I'm the best person to be sharing this. I have a strong voice. Even if I'm introverted and quiet, it's a mindset piece and a permission piece first. And then meaning is around you as a human Mm. and understanding that you are the best speaker, whoever you are. So people sort of say, oh, do I need to have another, do I step into my stage personality, fake it till I make it? I actually don't prescribe to that at all, actually, because I think the best version of yourself is who you are naturally and just running with that. It might be that you support yourself with certain rituals or strategies when you are speaking. That's not pretending to be someone else. That's just supporting what you need. Mm. But I think that, yeah, both mindset and meaning are both before method in that signature framework for a reason. Yeah. Yep. That's so good. You've just, mm. I, I said I said that I don't have a huge problem with public speaking and it's true, but there's also like this is going deep and it's go, come up a little bit at the it. moment because um, I've got I've recently launched my Instagram channel and I've had a lot of comments because one of my videos went viral and that means that you get lots of people that have no clue who you are and can be quite yeah. harsh. And yeah. so many people are just like, you talk too fast, you talk too fast, you talk too fast. Um, one, lady, one lady even said, she talks too fast as if I'm not the person that's making the video, reading the comments. I'm like, yes, I, yes. I am a person. Um, and but I've I, loved seeing you though. You've I've seen you say that in the past and God, but this is how I speak and I'm so passionate. And and so I think that's an amazing reframe. You know, you yeah. might think I speak too fast. There's a whole lot of people who love my energy and this is how I speak. And that's it. And I've leaned into it because it's been like, I remember yeah. I remember in like even writing, doing oral presentations in school, I would have to put like like parts on my text Pause. on my thing being like <laughs> slow down. And I have a, my friend sitting in the front row and I look at her every now and then and she'd be like, and I'd be like, oh, and just slow down a little bit. But I actually think that there's more to it. I think it's actually there's a bit of mindset yeah, yeah. stuff in there of um, I at some point in my childhood, I think someone kind of pr- inferred that I was that I didn't have anything kind of interesting to say or that I needed to kind of move on. Yeah. And so from that, I just need to talk quickly all the time, because if I don't get out of your hair quick enough, then I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm wasting your time. And so it's interesting yeah. for me to be like. And it'll be over. It'll yeah. be over. Yeah, it'll be, I'll then, get it all oh, out. Get out of your way. You. I'm so sorry. I'll move on. But I do have this stuff to say. I know it's good, but I would talk really quickly so I don't annoy you too much. And so that's, I think, where it actually oh. comes from. And so it's like maybe one day I will slow down once I work through all of that stuff. But until yeah. then, you get quick, Jackie. <laughs> and it might be, oh, you know, for me, I was always a really confident outspoken child I wouldn't say outspoken because I think we use that term I have a a small daughter who I'm trying to foster this in her because I had a lot of people say to me okay Kate you need to stop talking now Mm. and yet look in some cases I probably did need to stop talking but it was you know I felt like I couldn't share some of the great things that I felt and thought because I would be too much so it's not just people who are nervous or introverted it can be people who are really confident and say i i'm not fearful of public speaking but there might be things that are like you say whether it's about wanting to hurry up because someone has said that it could also be that some people are holding themselves back even if they are confident because they're worried they'll be too much so it, it it is and it just it's this underlying current that influences how we show up yeah okay and so why should we like why why should we face this fear why should we share our voice why should we like because 
can't we just chill and hide behind our screens? <laughs> well, I mean, look, you could, but where, you know, in terms of the magic that everyone has to bring to the world, like I honestly believe the mission that I really seriously have is that the more people sharing their voices, the better represented we all are in terms of our, our various thoughts, beliefs, skills, the magic, you know, with imposter syndrome, you often see people who have extraordinary gifts stepping back and not sharing because they don't think they're enough. And so the world misses out on their thought leadership or the world misses out on what they can teach or what they might facilitate in others. And so, yeah, I think it's, you know, we need to find courage. And so what I always say to people is, yes, we need your voice, but we don't need your confidence. Mm. So what I mean by that is that this is where I think a lot of people who train for public speaking they go for. Let's make you really confident. Let's give you the right body language. Let's the right in inverted commas. <laughs> Let's give you the right body language. Let's give you tips about pitch and volume and speed. But actually, I'm not interested in getting you to confident first. I'm I'm there actually to build your courage. Mm-hmm. Because confidence doesn't just come from using your hands in a particular way or slowing down, you know, the the speed in which you speak. It's actually how can I be really courageous and just try this really hard thing? I can do the hard thing. It doesn't have to be perfect. I just show up. So I'm my job really as a speaking coach is to support people to build courage. Mm. And that's the step towards confidence so it does matter because we need more courage and we need more voices and we need your magic so anyone listening who thinks well you know I I can't you know I could just do this from via you know the keyboard text I mean we know that a lot of marketing thrives with videos so we know that videos are a great way to promote what you do so there's that yeah but also actually people are desperately looking for connection with other humans. Like where this is why, you know, all of the AI systems aren't going to be able to do everything for us is because we actually are looking to connect with other human beings. And until we use our voice and speak our words out loud, either in person or on camera, then people can't connect with us in that way. And we're all just looking for another human. We're not looking for perfection. Yeah, I love that so much. And like, it's so true. Like I have people that for example, have joined my course and then they might post a few things in my Facebook group and I actually have no idea who they are. And then one day they join a call with me or they post on their Instagram stories. I'm like, oh, I feel like I actually know you now. Like I've seen there your you face move. I've seen your, I've heard your voice mm. and like a, it just all encompasses that. And I just love your point of we need to see everyone. Like we see a thousand yeah. wonderful public speakers and they're all quite similar and that's really yep. great. But what, what what's, what's wrong with the p- public speaker that's, different to the others and and so if I see someone who's similar to me and how they present then that's going to give me more courage to show up as myself as well because it's not the cookie cutter of the other people that I always see yeah I really love that you don't have to be a middle class white American man which is what a lot of people think of when they think of the public speaker who does the really measured hand gestures you know (laughs) (laughs) often the best speakers I've ever seen are the people that make me lean forward because they're perhaps a little more softly spoken they they come across as really thoughtful and really poised not over the top not that people who are extroverted are over the top because I'm totally extroverted (laughs) but 
But some speakers will make you want more simply because they are a little more quiet. So mm. we need those speakers, yeah. just like we need people who are passionate and energetic yeah. and speak at a million miles an hour sometimes because I know that they're totally uh, energised and passionate about what they do. Yeah. You know, yeah. we need them all. We, we need, need them, them all. all. We need you too if you're listening. Um, okay. Yeah. So how can we flip things around a little bit for ourselves? Like how can we find that? that that okayness to be ourselves and to show up and to to do those things what what are some really great steps that we can take practically yeah absolutely so it's it's always sounds terrible to say practice because that's a bit of a cop-out sometimes but I think even before that comes it's looking at what's really going on where does the fear come from and so it's looking at a little bit of that mindset reframing of beliefs and so I always tell people to start by writing down all of the things that they think about themselves and sharing their voice what does it mean if you do what is the greatest fear that you have when you speak and get it all down on paper because a lot of that in a way will be really reassuring because you can look at it and go actually it's not about going red it's not about my voice cracking it's actually about all these things that have happened to me in my life it's my identity. And so that's a really great place to start. Mm. When it comes to what you then focus on, if you want to speak more, I always say aim for the courage, not the confidence and take the pressure off. So find opportunities to speak up that maybe feel like the courage that you need is accessible to you. So start small, might be a live video that might not feel small to some people. It might be a story or a live video. It might be presenting to a small group of people, but start small and flex your courage muscle because every time you do something, you have that evidence that you can do hard things. So my tip is always go out and find some evidence. So either find the evidence that you already can or create opportunities where you can build evidence that you can do it. Because confidence doesn't just happen, I feel like it's a pantina, you know, it doesn't happen overnight, but it does happen. But it's not something that you suddenly wake up two days after you've been doing this work and go, oh, I'm suddenly a really confident speaker now. And that's the the joy in the human uh, what do I call it? Messy humanness is that this this process of flexing our courage muscle and becoming more confident is a small bites practice that suddenly one day you go, oh wow, I'm not so you know nervous anymore, or actually I'm not dreading this as much as I usually do. From a really practical perspective, though, when it comes to any presentation or speech or sharing that you need to do, I always say to people, there are a few things that you should think about before you start. One is who's my audience and what do they actually want? Do I want them to know something? Do I want them to do something? Do I just want them to feel something? Because what I say and how I say it, a lot of nerves and anxiety comes from the unknown. So if you don't actually know why you're speaking, reduce the unknown everywhere you can. Who's my audience? What's the room look like that I'm speaking in? So reduce the unknown and find out who your audience is. Give yourself a bit of structure. You don't have to memorize because that's another myth that it has to all be just riffed off the top of your head. We don't all do that. Um, and what do they want and how can you give that to them? Are they looking for actionable steps? Are they looking to feel inspired? Whatever it is. So a lot of people don't even think about that because they're just too stressed. Yeah. You know, they just, oh, what am I going to do? So there's a little bit of mindset, a little bit of meaning and a little bit of method in there. 
Um, but obviously, well, come and talk to me. I can be the courage for you until you feel it for yourself yeah. if that's what you need, you know. Yeah. That's really good. Or a trusted person, yeah. I really love those tips and like just just simple things like reduce the unknown and that's that's so true. We often don't don't do those things of like, oh, actually, yeah, what's the room going to look like? Because if I know where I'm going, I feel a lot more confident or if, yeah, who am I talking Absolutely. to? Because if you know what your audience needs and then you know that you've made something that they need, then when you get up to speak, you're like, this is this is this is good stuff. Service. Like it's, it's one. It's I'm one in less service. Thing. Yeah. 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 I'm gonna yeah. like even if I speak not perfectly, I know that what I've got to share is is going to be helpful. Yeah. And another thing, sorry, one last thing that I would say as well is don't make your nerves mean something that they don't. Yeah. So a lot of one of the myths is that great speakers don't get nervous, and I call no deal on that either <laughs> because. Great speakers do get nervous, particularly if there's something that's really important. But what I see people do is they make the nerves mean something else. So, oh, if I'm nervous, that must mean I'm not meant to be here. If I'm nervous, that must mean I'm not the best person for the job. And so then you layer a state upon a state. So you're layering shame or embarrassment or guilt about nerves And so all of a sudden it builds up and you find this overwhelming anxiety or state of just total fight or flight when actually you can just go, oh, hello, nerves, that's what you are, that feeling in my body, how can I move that energy out? Go and do some star jumps to start off with. Mm. Or can I do some deep breathing? Nerves are energy in the body. So how do we get that energy out? Yeah, yeah. It's a good little reframe sometimes. That's great. I love that. I love that. Yeah. That's yeah. like that. That's so much good stuff there. I'm just looking over my notes that I've taken from the call. I'm like that's really cool. Like I think it's just given. Right. Like it just hopefully just. I think it's just demystifying. I think like I don't think a lot about speaking stuff. It's not. It's never been a goal of mine, or it's never been something that I've worried with. So I've never really thought about it a lot. But I know that. Yeah. Yeah. If you you're either if you're either avoiding it and it's time to be sharing your voice, or you want to be improving on this stuff because you do want to. Maybe you do want to be a public speaker. Like. Do it. Oh, Share the world place. needs more. Yeah. Yep. And like, yep. I love how you said the world needs more of like the variety of that, more representation yep. in, in the kind of kinds of different people that can be on stages or be um, running courses or be on podcasts. Or like if you're listening to this right now and you're like, I would have mm. loved to present on Jackie's podcast one day, get in touch because I would love to have you. Like this is a kind of, I'm doing YouTube videos now. So it is visual and it's voice. It's probably a little bit of daunting course. for some people, but Give it a yeah. shot, you know. Flex your courage muscle Flex with Jackie. Muscle. I'm sure she'll be gentle and treat you <laughs> kindly, of course. I will do my very best. Yeah, that's so cool. Do you have any any other parting knowledge or wisdom that we haven't covered that you think people just need to know? Oh, gosh. Uh, well, another thing that I do love that I'll leave you with is something that Denise Stuffield Thomas says quite a lot, which I love, and that is this helps those who feel they're imposters because they're not the expert. And that is that in terms of sharing your voice, when you share, be a contributor, not a guru. Yeah. So you don't have to be the all-knowing, all-seeing, what if someone asks me something I don't know in this meeting or on the stage or or am I holding myself up to speak and criticism because I'm holding myself out as the expert? What if you're just a contributor? What if you're just sharing? So flip that script a little bit. If that's what's stopping you from speaking, Think of yourself as a contributor to the discussion um, based on your experience and your knowledge and what you do in the world. And that I think helps you share your voice more, you know, more courageously. Yeah. I love that. That's so, 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 Mm. so true. Um, Mm. Yeah. It takes a lot of the fear out of it, doesn't it? Oh, and the pressure. Yeah. 
pressure doesn't mm. result in many good things, I don't think. No, it's <laughs> and reduce that and you reduce nerves yeah. and anxiety too. Yeah, that's amazing. Mm. Thank you, Kate. So if people are interested in, in learning any of this stuff, how can we jump into your world? How can we get in touch? How can we learn from you? Well, come over to my website, katecashman.com. Make sure you stay in touch. Uh, I've got a, an amazing roadmap on there to support you through that soulful speaking method. But also I have a course coming out soon, the soulful speaking method, and that will support you to go through those steps um, with some live coaching with me. So if that's something that you're interested in, that's that's absolutely something that I would love to support you with. So jump on over to the website. But I'm also at underscore katecashman.com com underscore on Instagram as well and Facebook. So you can find me over there. Yeah, yeah. And I'll pop all these links in the show notes for anyone who's missed those. Thank you, Amazing. Kate. That's been so, so My wonderful. Pleasure. Appreciate your voice. Um, appreciate your expertise. And um, thank Amazing. you for joining us today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Well, you don't have to be sad. This episode is over. There is more. I would love to see you over on my Instagram at WhiteDearGD and we can chat, we can catch up, you can see what's going on, you can see all the different tips. Plus, if you'd like more freebies or more information or more help, just head to my website at whitedeer.com.au. See you next week.